Charge the Chargers Unleashed, Sebastian Joseph Day, you know the vibes, we outside. You're listening to the Chargers Unleashed Podcast with your host, Dan Wolkenstein and Jake Hefner. Welcome to another edition of Chargers Unleashed. Jake Efner and Dan Wolkenstein here with you from the LA Football Network. Today's show, of course, being brought to you by Bet Online, Charger Bowl Family, Rock Solid Sports, Memorabilia, and Athletic Greens. If this is your first time tuning into the show, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Dan Wolkenstein. <laughs> like I have said many, many times over the last couple of weeks. Can't wait for the draft. <laughs> <laughs> In addition to that, what I have also said, it's amazing how the narrative just shifts from week to week, depending on if your team wins or loses a game and how quickly things can turn around for an for an NFL team as the attitude of an NFL fan base, the Chargers. At Dan, as you said earlier on this week, as we recapped the Miami game, Chargers playoffs essentially start today. Or, I mean, this week. Big mm-hmm. matchup coming up. Tennessee Titans coming to SoFi. Big matchup for the Chargers. We know the talent that's coming from Tennessee. We know essentially what their game plan is. It's very simple. But we got a lot to break down in this one from both the offense and the defensive side of the ball. Dan Wolkenstein, first and foremost, happy Thursday to you. How are you doing? Happy Thursday, Jake. Happy Thursday, friends and family. Welcome to Chargers Unleashed. I'm doing great, Jake. I'm doing wonderful. Uh, I love that we are a meaningful football in December. Uh, Looks like some folks are getting healthy, although there are rumblings that there may be some injuries we don't know about. Who knows? We don't want to speculate until we find out more information. Um, But just everyone hope to get healthy. Um, Big, 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 big matchup against the Titans. And it's kind of interesting because this Titans team is not what you think that they are like historically, at least statistics wise. And they're kind of on a slump on a slide. I think they're losers of two straight, three straight right now. And Chargers are kind of on an uptick. So lots to get into. Obviously, Chargers offense, Titans defense will flip it. Chargers defense, Titans offense. And they get into our kind of keys to the game, bold predictions and predictions, player matchups, that kind of stuff. Uh, Jake, over or under? Yards rushing allowed by this Chargers team this coming Sunday. The Let's see, the Titans with King Henry, they rush 16th in the NFL, which you would thought it would be way worse or way better. 16th in the NFL and rushing 121.2 points per game over under 150 yards per game or yards rushing allowed by this Chargers team. Look, the only way that I could... You're, first off, you're not going to stop King Henry. That's just not the case in this. If the Titans are smart, if Mike Brabel is smart, and he is, this is the weird part about opposing teams going up against the Chargers the last several weeks. You look at the San Francisco game, you look at the Kansas City game, you look at the Miami game. They didn't really start rushing the ball until later in the game. You never just hit that from the get-go. And a lot of people are asking, like, what the hell? What are you doing? Why? Why? <laughs> it's, it's the most obvious deficiency of this football team when you look at their statistics and their trends. So, you're not going to be able to stop King Henry, but can you slow him down? <sighs> 150 points per game. You mean 150 yards? I'm sorry. Uh, yes, yards. <laughs> I don't know why I said points per game. Unfortunately, I'm going to say over. I think I am too. Yeah, I'm going to have to say over on that one. I think, I think this Chargers team is going to have to win in spite of King Henry going mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. But 
Uh, Jake, speaking of odds, talk about our friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online, want to remind everybody, remains your number one source for all your betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team, inf- uh, team matchup info, player news, and game trends over at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head on over to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus for all of you to, with your with your first deposit. Make sure and use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. So for folks watching, tuning in, listening, leave us a comment. Give us a subscribe, a like, but also leave us a comment. Let us know what you think your predictions are for this game. Do Chargers win? Do Chargers lose? Bold predictions, keys to the game, matchups, whatever it is. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. We'll go ahead and kind of talk with you guys through that avenue as well. Jake, I'll leave it to you. How do I start this? Chargers offense versus Titans defense or King Henry <laughs> versus this Chargers defense? I mean, flip a coin, honestly, because there is, it's, so, it's such a weird dichotomy between both teams when you're looking at Titans offense versus Chargers defense or Chargers offense versus Titans defense, whatever the hell it is. It's just such a weird shift when you look at it as far as ranks and statistics goes for the sake of the argument because the titans are the visiting team let's go ahead and start with the titans offense titans offense versus Chargers defense and, and this is going to be <laughs> if we look at the high level picture for me jake if you look at the chargers offense versus the titans defense overall it is kind of like bad on bad if you look at kind of red versus green statistics looking at both their offense, our defense, it's just like there really isn't much good. Um, I'm going to go through some stats here. Yards per game, Titans are 297 yards per game, ranking 29th in the NFL. 29th in passing yards per game. 29th in sack percentage allowed. 25th in third down percentage. 19th in red zone percentage, red zone touchdown percentage. 26th in points. And Jake, they have zero fourth quarter comebacks. Zero. Zero. Chargers have four, by the way, which ranks them dead last, obviously. But like, okay, cool. Chargers can feast. Awesome. Sounds great. All those are bad. Okay. Well, uh, Chargers defense, as we know, uh, 25th in yards allowed. They are 28th in rushing yards allowed. Not good. 28th in scoring. Not great. 24th in hurry percentage. Not good. 28th in pressure percentage. Not good. 29th. In quarterback hits, not good. 25th in third down percentage allowed. 28th in points per... Like, these are all bad. 24th in tackles for loss. 27th in sacks. Like, all bad. All bad. So, on this side of the ball, Jake, it's like, who's going to be... You can look at it as who's going to be the worst of the worst or the best of the worst. So, Titans offense isn't great. The rushing game, even with King Henry, is middle of the road at best. Why? Mm Mm-hmm. There's a whole bunch of question marks on the injury report for this Titans team. Like the list is long of folks who are not currently practicing. Like Traylon Burks is on that. Derrick Henry is on that. Jeffrey Simmons is on that list. Who knows if they'll play? But this side is going to be kind of sloppy. And I don't know. Like this side of the ball is going to be like, oof, on both sides. Oof. Other than other than 
the fact that they have arguably the most physical running back in the NFL going up against a defensive front this year historically, that is terrible. Like, uh, <laughs> like, what else I, to like say? I said, I mean, the the Chargers focal point of this game in terms of how they're going to scheme their defense should be very it should be very simple. And I believe it was Nick Cosbro from Sports Illustrated who put out the article as far as the objective to slow down King Henry and not allow him to get going. One way you can do it is you can start off fast offensively, get points on the board. It's a backwards way of taking away the Titans' run game. If you can make them play catch-up, they're still going to play their version of ball, but it may not be at the clip that you normally would be running with the Tennessee Titans if they were playing with a lead. You saw everything turn on its head last week in the Jacksonville game when Derek Henry fumbled and the Titans just could not recover offensively to get back in that game. Otherwise, from the statistics standpoints, Dan, like you mentioned, you would think with a running back like Derrick Henry that he would be much higher from the statistics standpoint. But you go back and you look at some of his games over these past you know, four or five weeks, and the Titans are on a three-game losing streak as it stands right now. A number of those games, he has not eclipsed 100 yards. And But again, we're talking about, well, he hasn't played the Los Angeles Chargers yet, which their reputation is giving... 100-yard rushers just out like candy to much lesser running backs as well. So how, how do you do this? Interesting point of contention, Dan. You and I were, uh, uh, you know you know my buddy John, who's a big Titans fan himself. <laughs> I, was, I was actually out with him at Disneyland on Tuesday. We were talking about this game. We were powwowing about this game. And he was telling me that he was extremely worried he's going to be at the game. And again, he was talking to me about how decimated their offensive line is, how many injuries they have racked up. I mean, if you haven't seen the injury report just from yesterday with the Titans, it's a <laughs> it's a laundry list. There are yep. a number of guys that are that are playing. I know Robert Woods returned to practice today, so that's definitely a bump for them. Traylon Burks, as you mentioned, Dan, he isn't practicing yet. So really just everything is looking like it's going to be a show for King Henry to basically put on his shoulders and run away with this. But game. like but like but Jake. I'm looking at a report right now um, from a local beat writer for the Titans. Today's practice, and this is Thursday, no sign of Derrick Henry, Jeffrey Simmons, Traylon Burks, Christian Fulton, Dontrell Hilliard, CJ Board, Nate Davis, and Amani Hooker. All those guys not practicing today. Yeah. Old friend of mine, Teron Davenport, <laughs> does a great job for tennis, for the Tennessee Titans on the beat. Um, yes, that's <laughs> that's a lot of names. That's something that the Chargers are used to hearing. Is, and that's Derrick Henry on that list. Right. I Now, it's probably more of a veteran rest day. I, he's probably yes, playing, but yeah. So. Yes, could there have been added context to that? Sure, but in 140 characters, there's only so much you could put out obviously in that type of tweet. Fully expect expect Derrick Henry to be active for this game, no doubt about it. But Dan, so how can they how can they essentially attack this? You have to lop the head off the proverbial snake if you will off on this one. Whether the Chargers are starting off on defense, you basically have to crash the boards as hard as you can. I mean, Jeff Wilson was getting off some good clips again last week in Miami against the Chargers last week in the Miami game before he went out with a hip injury. So you have to figure out how you're going to stymie that in some form or fashion. Whether you're putting eight or nine in the box, that should be the focal point of this entire game plan. It's going to be much different than the game plan that you had for the Dolphins. So you've got to figure out a way to get to that. Obviously, things are going to change if 
Traylon Brooks ends up coming back. That's another weapon for um, uh, for Ryan Tannehill to have. Robert Woods already returned to practice. So again, everything is going to start and stop with Derrick Henry. There's there should be no secret about that. I would think that coming off of and again, you are still you are playing a team now that is coming off of three straight losses. So Tennessee, even though they're two games ahead in their own division, are pretty desperate for a win right about now, especially with only four weeks left in the season. And I think Vrabel is a very smart head coach. I think he knows the strengths and weaknesses to his team, and I think he will play to that. So 16 rushes for the Dolphins last week. It wouldn't surprise me if... Double it. Yeah, pretty much double it. It wouldn't surprise me if Derrick Henry has 35 carries in this game. (laughs) Jake, I I think this is going to be a game about fundamentals and and a game about like technique, like, can you tackle period? Can you have appropriate angles? Can you stay disciplined against someone like Derrick Henry in this offensive line? So like, there's a couple interesting statistics with this Chargers defense that you would not expect um, or just surprise me, to be honest. Um, Jake, where do you think this Chargers team ranks in missed tackles? I I could just take a wild guess, but based off of what I've seen watching the games, it's not good. <laughs> so so hit me where they here. I thought so too. I thought so too. But they actually have the ninth fewest missed tackles, which is weird. But like the surprise, but I think what happens is that they come at the worst times when they are on an island, and we've seen those 50, 40 yard chunk plays all the time. Um, you have. You have to wrap up with Derrick Henry. And this is like, this kind of reminds me of like a Alohi Gilman type game that's needed. This reminds me, Kenneth Murray's going to be big, Drew Tranquil, Mizir Adderley. Like, we can't have those busted plays that we've seen. We've seen Kenneth Murray exposed at times. We've seen Mizir Adderley take bad angles. We've seen Drew Tranquil do pretty well at times. But Alohi Gilman, for the most part, sure tackler. Uh, does your Taylor in the slot last week? Great hands, great sure tackle, great feet. That's what's going to be important. I think you're like Derek Henry's going to get his. He's going to, but you can't give him second, third opportunities. And can you take advantage of their offensive line? It's not very good. The one thing that kind of scares me among the many is as good as they are with not having as many missed tackles, like they don't have much of the tackle for loss department. I think they ranked like 24th in the NFL. If you can get the Titans behind the sticks, like you're golden. Chargers pass defense is pretty darn good. Get them at second and long, third and long, like you're gold. Because the Chargers defense also isn't very good at getting the quarterback. But if you give them time with third and long, like he has to have time to get the quarterback. So it's going to be if you can tackle Derrick Henry. Like as crazy as this is, fundamentals, Tackling angles, multiple that's, helmets on him. Yes, yes, that's the way I see it. Um, anything else? I mean, we could go into all of like specifics and everything, but like this side of the ball, it's just like we we know this story. It's cut, the storyline cut and dry. It should be Chargers all defense. Yeah, it's cut and dry. It yep. should be completely obvious. There should be no secrets here going into this game on what. 
the Chargers have to do to slow down this Titans offense? Will they? That's the big question. It was the same thing. It, honestly, it was the same thing going into that game against the Dolphins. Like, we knew what we were going up against. We knew what they were going up against. Excuse me. The idea is, can they do it? They developed a fantastic game plan that has been talked about all over sports commentary all week to devise against the, the Dolphins. Can they do something similar for the Titans? Who knows? Do they have the personnel for it? Do they have the coaching staff for it? We'll find out. Jake, before we get to the Chargers defense, or to the Chargers offense versus Titans defense, um, I'm feeling pretty good today. I feel pretty great. I feel energized. Although I didn't get much sleep, I feel great. Lots of vitamins and minerals have been pursing through my body thanks to Athletic Greens and AG1. Let's talk about our friends over at Athletic Greens who are helping folks stay healthy all day or day. Well, as Dan mentioned, he's feeling great, uh, as everybody should be feeling great. For if you have not tried out Athletic Greens, make sure that you do it. Um, me, myself, for a guy that's pushing 40, likes to keep in shape, but is not the best when it comes to diet. I need as many vitamins, minerals, vegetables that I can possibly, you know, fathom. And I've done all of the whole veggie shakes and, you know, somebody will throw a kale leaf in there every now and again. And that just totally just messes everything up. A single leaf of kale, I've always said, can just ruin an entire veggie shake. So hasn't been the best when it comes to finding the right type of combinations of things to go out and blend. But with athletic greens, Talking about what's lifestyle friendly in terms of whether you eat keto, paleo, you're vegan, uh, you're dairy, you're gluten-free, whatever your diet may be, this is a perfect balance of the daily vitamins and minerals that you need. Um, so Athletic Greens right now is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash chargersunleashed. Again, that's athleticgreens.com backslash chargersunleashed to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Guys, I could swear by it in terms of how I feel on a daily basis, especially when it comes to gut health. It has definitely helped me. I've been taking it now over about two months. Can't say enough about Athletic Greens. So if you're like me, if you want to get yourself healthy and doing it in the best form or fashion and not having to go the hard way with coming up with all these vegetarian type of blends that you have to put your put your blender through and think that it's going to taste well or you know have to make this type of a face as it's going down... <laughs> You don't want that. So Athletic Greens is definitely the product for you. Go out and check them out. Tell them Chargers Unleashed sent you. Two quick things, actually, Jake. One, um, fun fact. Don't have Athletic Greens right when you're having your coffee in the morning. Those two things can kind of mess up your... Coffee was the kale in this circumstance. Exactly. So have it with water. Literally just mix it with water. Shake it for like 30 seconds, whatever. Have it. Wait 20 minutes, then you're good to have your coffee in the morning. Uh, but honestly, it's super easy. And a lot of these a lot of these kinds of things like are disgusting. Um, this one surprisingly actually tastes pretty good. So uh, check out AG1 from Athletic Greens. Tell them Charge Lee sent you and uh, go get yourself healthy. So Jake, here we go. This is the weird side. <laughs> no, no question about it. Chargers offense, Titans defense. We we've we talked about injuries in the past, but we might be getting Trey Pipkins back for the Chargers offensive line. Was practicing today in some form or fashion, so that's obviously a step in the right direction. Friend of the show, Chicken Parm, Donald Parham Jr., slated to be active and play this Huge coming Sunday. Huge get back. 
huge get back. Cannot be understated enough how big his return is going to be. Yeah, huge for red zone, huge for short down conversions, huge for blocking, uh, huge for targeting. Like it's a it's a very very good sign for Chargers fans to see him back. Um, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams survived the game. They are now slated to be playing again. We get both wide receiver one and two and three all back. Uh, Eckler and Joshua Kelly in, obviously, Justin Herbert, Corey Lindsay looking good. So Chargers offense is getting pretty healthy, all things considered, aside from Rashawn Slater, which again, you hear rumblings, he might return at some point this season. Not anytime soon. Like, chill. <laughs> Going up against a Titans defense that, you know, historically, they're tough, man. I mean, that defensive line is no joke, but that secondary, the back end of that defense is a joke. Like, <laughs> just if I'm being honest, how do you really Char- feel, Dan? Chargers offense, passing wise, pretty dang good. Titans defense, passing wise, pretty dang bad. Let me give you some statistics here to kind of prove this. Uh, Chargers offense, third in passing. Titans defense, 31st in passing yards allowed, 23rd in total yards allowed. Uh, Chargers offense ranks eighth in sack percentage allowed. Titans defense, 30th in blitz percentage. Although they do have, they, do, they are sixth best in hurry. Um, Titans defense, 30th in missed tackles. 30th. That, that's not good. Um, Chargers offense, 22nd on fourth down conversions, which they've had 26 of those, fifth most. <laughs> Titans defense, Dead last. Dead last fourth down conversions allowed. 74%, Jake, of the fourth down conversions allowed by this Tennessee defense. 74%. Now, sounds great, but their defense is also number one, number one on third down conversions allowed, percentage-wise. Just 31.6. So, Chargers offense, 42.7% conversion, third down percentage. That's 11th. Going up against the best of the defenses in the NFL in Titans. Now, points per game, Chargers kind of middle of the road, 14th. Points allowed, 12th for the Titans. So there's kind of like, there's this dichotomy of really good versus really bad on both sides. And which one of those are going to be exposed the most? I have a very love-hate relationship with a lot of those stats, Dan, because on paper, that sounds like the Chargers have an advantage almost everywhere with everything that you just said. I I didn't mention, real quick, I did not mention the rushing game. Their rushing defense is very good. Third best in the NFL in rushing yards allowed at just 81.3. Good thing Chargers don't care about rushing. They're second to last, 84.5 yards per game. So, like... Do you want to see Eckler rush a bunch? I mean, <laughs> go away from Jeffrey Simmons, I guess, as best as you can. Run that away. would be that would be the, one of the first things that I would scheme up defensively if I was planning on running the ball. But like I said, advantageous for the Chargers in almost every category as it relates to offense versus defense. Why I say I have a love-hate relationship with some of that is because is Joe Lombardi going to be able to take advantage of some of those matchups? And historically, we have seen this through Chargers coaches and Chargers coordinators that they will sometimes fumble these type of matchups when it looks that good on paper. All of a sudden, you're just going to decide to make the Tennessee defense look 
look solid all of a sudden and the Chargers just come out and lay an offensive egg, which they have been prone to do at certain points of this year. Dan, (laughs) one of the worst things but truest things that I have said about this team all season is that the only thing consistent about the Chargers in 2022 has been inconsistency. I am hoping that after one of the worst coaching performances that Joe Lombardi and Brandon Staley put out there against the Las Vegas Raiders to then come back and put one of the best performances from a game plan perspective that they put together for the Miami Dolphins, and that's on both sides of the ball. Can you build off of that? You have your offensive weapons back. Can you play to Justin Herbert's strengths? More play action. Look what he did outside of the pocket last week, 10 for 11 for 147 yards and a touchdown. You're moving the launch point, essentially, as a lot of people have said. Confusion to the defense. Don't just have him sit back there in the pocket. I don't even care for the fact that Trey Pipkins could possibly be coming back for this game. Do not have Justin Herbert remain a simple stationary target and have him take five and seven step dropbacks this entire game. That's not what's going to benefit this quarterback. It's not what's going to benefit this offense. And you're taking away some of the biggest traits that you that you can in terms of how to attack a defense offensively when you have a quarterback of Justin Herbert's caliber. So my question is that it's like, we just saw that. And a lot of respect and praise needs to be given for that performance. The biggest question here that everybody else now has And most people, it's not the fact, can Justin Herbert do it or not? It's the fact, can you trust the coaching staff to build off of it? Okay, do you? I'd have to see it for more than one week. I honestly would. And even last week wasn't flawless. What you did in the red zone was not flawless. You still left a lot of points on the board, specifically with the first drive. 15 plays was a great drive. You come up empty. Later in the game, it's... You, you can't leave points like that on the board. You, you just can't. When you're moving that well between the 20s, it, it, there's no excuse for leaving plays on the board. So I don't know what has happened to the Chargers this year in the red zone, but when it comes to play scheming that they choose to roll out in the red zone, there are just so many head scratchers to where they're either settling for three points or going for it on, on unsuccessful fourth downs. So if you're asking me at this point today, do I trust it? The answer is no. I'll be honest with you. No, I don't trust it. I would need to see some consistency. I just don't see how Lombardi and Staley could walk away from the job that they came came with against the Miami Dolphins game and think to completely go with something different. Not to say that you don't scheme up for different teams in different ways, but just as a whole, getting Justin Herbert out in space and what he can do with the football when he runs bootlegs like that, you can't downsize that part of the game. You just can't. You, you can't downsize it. But do you think against this team with this defensive front, do you think they can execute it? I think you could execute it. Yes, I do. It, and again, we're talking about a, a multitude of different things. It doesn't have to be RPO every play. But if we're worried about Jeffrey Simmons, if we're worried about some of their edge players, why wouldn't you take this? I mean, again, offensive line still gave up a number of sacks, number of pressures last week 
as soon as Justin Herbert got the ball out of his hands, he was getting hammered. But why wouldn't she still take that same approach to have snap, ball get out? Even if it, even if it's check down city, I don't care because eventually it's going to set up something down the field later on in the game. But if it's moving the sticks, five yards here, eight yards here, and you're keeping your quarterback upright, who cares? Who cares if it's an efficient game plan? And this is, I think, where I want, I think me and probably lots of Chargers fans are wanting to and are like imploring, please, Joe Lombardi, like give us some adjustments and creativity. And we saw some of that. We saw some of that last week versus Miami. But then it kind of fizzled towards again until Justin Herbert continued to go God mode and kind of make up for it. You, you saw some of the rollout stuff. You saw some of kind of the, the bootleg play action. You saw some of the quick screens, quick passes. Some people hate those. Some people love them. But they're efficient when they work. But what you also started to see, Jake, was them taking what the defense gives them and making things easy, not making things harder than they need to be. I went back and watched the game, Jake, and there were so many times that throughout the year that Chargers offense, wide receivers on either side, have have given up like 10-yard cushions by the defense, yet the Chargers like refuse to just throw quick outs. Like refuse. Where they can get five, eight yards a pop every time. It's like free money. And the Chargers offense just refused to do it. Last week, you saw them do that. You saw Josh Palmer, Keenan Allen, Mike Leones, all three of them catch some of those routes. We're like, all right, I'll take six yards. Fine. I want to keep that. I also want to see... It's it's clear, Jake. So much of the defenses now are just banking on these quick passes for the Chargers. And they're just baiting. They're just like sitting on it. The second Justin starts throwing, they, they, they go after it. They click. I'm not saying I want to see play action, you know, pump fake for 50 yards. But give me a couple double moved. Give me a couple like design quick pump fakes. Give me a couple like nuanced creativity with that where you get the defense to all rush forward you could throw it over the top of them there's so much potential there and maybe this charges offense has waited this entire season until week 15 <laughs> and they decided now the time we're gonna get creative who knows doubtful but maybe um i just i want to see more of that and i want to see them make life easier for justin herbert in this offense period I guess the question for you, though, is <sighs> related to the Chargers' rushing attack. Not, like, I don't, we don't need to sit here and talk about who's at fault or you know why, because I think we all kind of know. Like, in short, the offensive line is decimated, and they're not able to provide much lane. The Chargers have given up on the rushing game a lot of times too early, and the rest is history. Or they've been behind; they can't rush. Knowing statistically the trends of this matchup, like their rushing defense is great. Our rushing attack is awful. But also knowing that the opposite is true. Our passing, Chargers passing offense is great. Their passing defense is terrible. What would, like, how, how much would you lean in or out of that? Would you be like, yeah, screw it. I'm throwing 50 times again. Would you be like, no, like we're going to set the stage. I mean, it was, you know, it was a little bit different because the Chargers weren't having as much success in the Miami game at running the ball. So you had to rely on Justin Herbert's arm. 
And the Chargers have struggled at times running the ball throughout the season at different aspects of it. So in some circumstances, Justin Herbert has been forced to play Superman, whether you're having him engineer a comeback in a game or if the running game still isn't working, you have to do one or the other. But, you know, realistically, while 39 out of 51 sounds fantastic and watching it looks even better, you just don't want that for every single game. You want mm-hmm. this to still be more of a balanced offense. Now, Dan, to your point, because the Titans have the third-ranked rushing defense in the league and a guy of Jeffrey Simmons' caliber that's going to be along that line, do I see the Chargers having success running the ball in this game? Truthfully, no, I don't. I think it's going to have to rely on Justin Herbert's arm again. But when you look at the statistics, I mean, why would you, tr- why would you not try to attack the biggest weakness of this defense? So, so maybe the so maybe the question I have is like, does it matter if they're successful rushing the rushing the ball? Like, should they do it anyways? And the reason I asked that, um, I think it was Ryan Dyer. I was talking about uh, friend of the show, founder LAFB, was kind of talking about how like giving up on the rushing attack too early is kind of letting the defense off the hook physically. Like, it's a lot easier for defensive linemen to play against the pass than it is to have to tackle folks. And play physical up front in the trenches, trying to stop rushing attack. Now, you know, doing it once, twice, five, ten times, whatever. But doing it 25, 30 times, like at some point it takes its toll. Regardless of if it works. So, is it worth, like, should the Chargers go, you know, 25 rushes for, I don't know, 60 yards? Like, if you were told that's what you can get, but you're able to kind of impose some physicality there. Whether or not it's winning, you're at least tiring them out a bit. Like there, there's some, there's something to be said about keeping them honest and making them stay physical. Or are you like, you know what? No, let's just finesse it. Here's here's what I would say. If that, if you were to tell me that that would be the final stat as far as the rushing, you know, the the number of times the Chargers rush and that that was the rushing output. That they Twenty five attempts, sixty yards. Yep. Uh, this is the only thing I would say. Half of those attempts better be Josh Kelly. Sure, and, yeah. and not taking anything away from Austin Eckler, but the more that you balance a one-two punch with Austin and Joshua Kelly is going to benefit this rush, rushing game a little bit especially, more. Especially against a physical rush defense. Yes, and we're yes. not talking about 10-yard rips every time. I just think what Joshua Kelly has brought to this rushing attack for the Chargers just needs to be enhanced more than it has at this point of the season. Uh, for obvious reasons, he missed four games, but even before that, you, you saw, I think, that that was like their plan early on to infuse him more into this offense, and it looked good. And then last week in Miami, mm-hmm. in the spare, in the you know minimal times that he got some of those carries, it looked good. He almost ripped off almost a big one. Did. So if you were to tell me that that was the final stat, I would just hope that Joshua Kelly would have gotten half of those carries. And, and I think it's important, like the the two, three-yard rushes, like I'll take those. The, like Those are fine. It's the negative one to rushes that kill you as an offense. Yeah, I think it also matters to me. Like, well, okay, well, what down are you running it on? What down are you running it on? So if it's like if if it's an incomplete on first and ten, don't run the ball on second and ten because it's not going anywhere. And then you're just going to put yourself in a third and long situation, which everybody can predict. Pin their ears back, come after Justin Herbert, and most likely you're going three and out. So I think that's also been the the problem of it. It's how about in the third quarter, Dan? The dreaded third quarter for the Chargers this year. It's like, 
oh, this seems like a good opportunity for us to just go run, run, pass, run, run, pass. Let's go ultra conservative. I just, I don't want to see that. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. So we kind of went through all the statistics, both sides of the matchup. Let's get into it. Um, the Chargers just came off arguably the best performance of the year. I don't think it's an argument. I think it's no question. Uh, going up against the passing juggernaut of Dolphins, turning into going into the rushing juggernaut, at least physically, not statistically, uh, in the Titans. Um, how do you see this one going? Where are you leaning? Prediction time. It is, it's the one handcuff that brings this back to me, Dan, is coaching. Mike Vrabel always has a game plan. Now, it, it may not always be successful for him. He's not going to win every game, but he has shown that he fully understands what benefits his offense the most and their style of football, physical, downhill. It's the same way that he approaches their defense, physical, downhill. Can I trust Brandon Staley and Joe Lombardi to build off of the game plan last week in Miami? Or against Miami, excuse me. I don't know. I don't know. Because at times, some of their game plans look fantastic. Number of times this season, the Chargers have started off fast. Other times, they've had to come back from a 10-point deficit. Maybe if there's anything that I'd like to see changed, are you kidding me? Are you going to come out with another flat third quarter again? (laughs) I just don't know. I think this is going to be an ugly one, Dan. The Chargers are only favored by three points in this game. But from an offensive output standpoint, you should have plenty of avenues to attack this Titans defense and be able to have opportunities to put up points. So under that circumstance, I'll go with Vegas on this one. Chargers win 30 to 27. Close. 30 to 27. You think Chargers are putting 30 points up? (laughs) Okay. Let me read. Let me read. This is what I'm saying. Everything is so misleading about the stats. Okay, let me let me just I'll, I'll pull it back a little bit. I mean, we did see what I was gonna say. You're getting you're you're, you're looking like me. I mean, when's the last time Charles got thirty points? <laughs> I mean, true true statement there. Okay, so nice job. Um, I mean, Jacksonville just hung up thirty six on them, so it's not like completely unfathomable that the, you can't score thirty points against this defense. But okay, for the sake of argument, Dan, <laughs> better check yourself. I'll go twenty four twenty one. Still a three point victory. Okay. Yeah, well, and I think that kind of aligns to the ugliness that you're kind of referring to of this game. Like, I don't think this is going to be no, a pretty not. looking game. I almost no Titans games no. are pretty looking, at least from a no, finesse gonna, standpoint. If you love tough, rugged in the trenches games, like this could be this, this could totally be a Cameron Dicker last second field goal type of game to me, one hundred percent. Yep, yep. But you have the Chargers going two and zero in these last two weeks against two playoff teams, which is mind blowing to me. Um, but it shows how much I have influenced you these last couple of weeks. Like I'm impressed with myself. I give myself like a pat on the back for turning you into an optimist in a week's time. It's great. It's great. So um, let's see, Jake. 
again, it, it really comes down to can the Chargers offense overcome their deficiencies on defense? And that was the same issue that we saw last week. And the answer to that was yes, barely. The Chargers offense was able to overcome for the most part, <laughs> um, which even that is kind of a stretch. Like the offense still wasn't able to perform as good as we thought that they should have given how good the defense was. The Chargers offense, one of these days is going to, is going to click like simple statistics. It can't be bad for that long week after week after week. So like, as much as I gave you shit for calling 30 points, I'm going over 30 points. Well, I'm going over 30 points. You you got to stand, you got to stand in your, in your take. You got to own it. You can't be backpedaled by someone just asking you a simple question, Jake. Come on. Oh my God. Chargers are going to win this one. I'm going to go 34 27. You essentially coax me out of yeah, my yeah. predictions yeah. to then to... just <laughs> to then borderline hypocrite make your prediction. Yep. Wow. Yep. I, just, I feel like I just got bamboozled. You, got, you just got bamboozled. But I'm not doing it from a standpoint of like the Titan defense can get got. I'm doing it purely off of if I flip a coin. And I hit heads 10 times. Like, at some point, it's going to hit tails. And I'm banking on this point hitting tails. I think Donald Parham is going to have a big difference. I think it's going to help. I think they're going to take advantage of the Titans' defense, especially in the air. I hope they get... Just give me two pump fakes. Two. Just two. So you're Two pump fakes. So you're going ultra-optimistic on this one if you're going over 30-burger. Yes, but well, optimistic on offense, not defense. Like I, I'm more concerned about this type of defensive game than I am last week's, because our Chargers secondary is good. The Chargers defensive front, like quite literally, other than maybe Week One, has never <laughs> has never been good this year. So, I think the Chargers offense is going to have to overcome this. As much as you want to talk about, like, oh, the Chargers defense is needing bought again. Oh, I guess it's a tall task. It's a tall task for this defense to overcome that guy. But no, the Chargers are going to give up like 350 yards passing around Tannehill with some no-name folks. So who knows? That yeah, sounds I got, very Charger-esque. So I got, I got the Chargers winning this one, 34-27. Uh, it's going to be a fun one. Kind of, We got into the keys. We got into the who's going to win, the matchups. Um Bold prediction time, Jake. Last part. Bold prediction. Bold prediction. Mm. I got one for you. Mm. There were a lot of standout performances last week, specifically on the defensive side of the ball. Michael Davis, who has continued to look solid over these last several weeks, and he has been thrust into the lineup to take over for J.C. Jackson. It's just a testament to the offseason work that he has put in, you could definitely see the improvements from 2021 from him in the time that he has played this year. Alohi Gilman, who 100%. stepped in for Derwin James last week, looked very impressive. But Dan, I'm going to give you one here. Because Tannehill is definitely not is not uh, invulnerable to throwing interceptions. And I got one for you. Even though I know that it looks like as of right now that Bryce Callahan could be returning for this game, Again, limited participation in practice this week. Mm-hmm. 
how about you build off a, lot, a little bit more and insert some Jasir Taylor a little bit more into this defense? How about Jasir Taylor get himself an interception in this game? I would love it. I would love it. Brandon Stanley talked about how good he looked and how much he fit in and belonged as a starter. Uh, we saw what Jasir Taylor does on special teams, and that special teams is balled out. But seeing him belong and take over for Bryce Callahan again. You can't replace Bryce Callahan, but for him to make it look that good, uh, you'll take against those guys. Yeah, that's a good one. I like it. Uh, Jazeer Taylor, you've got... Whew, let's see. Um, bold prediction for me. See, like I don't think I could do a bold prediction about Justin Herbert, because like none of that really is bold. Yeah, it's, it's, it really it's, it's not. I'm going to go. This is tough. Three forced fumbles. Three forced fumbles by the Chargers defense. Yep. Uh, I think the takeaway department is going to be huge. We didn't see any last week. We saw the Chargers win the takeover battle against the Raiders, but still lose. I think they're due against this team. Three turnovers by the Chargers defense. 34-27 Chargers. Um, Went a little long here, Jake, but that's okay. Uh, big, big matchup against the Tennessee Titans this week at SoFi. If you have not already gotten your tickets, you have not gone to see a game this season, this is one to go to. Playoff atmosphere at SoFi this after, this coming Sunday afternoon. Uh, hope to see you there. I'll be there. Uh, it's going to be a fun one. Jake, anything else you want to tell the great friends before we head out of here? No. <laughs> I am I am a man of few words today. Simply put, we're here. We talked ball. Broke it down. Ready for the game. Vini, Vini, Vici. That's what that means. Is that- <laughs> <laughs> All right. For Jake Hefter, you can find him at Jake T. Hefter, myself at Dan W. Sports. Guys, gals, thank you so much for tuning in to Charge Unleashed. We'll talk to you next time. Have a good one.